0: Hey, Reese, Bibbs, put the game on, man. I'm trying to see what Luca and them boys going to do tonight, man. Mames outside this podcast. Y'all know what time it is. Mike Bibbs, can you do something for me? Can you do a little mass flex for me? Mike Bibbs, can you do something for me? Can you talk a little C-Wood for me, Mike Bibbs? Can you do something for me? Can you talk a little Josh Green for me, Mike Bibbs? Do your thing, Mike Bibbs.
1: (laughs) You know, I saw the look in your eyes before we started this. I knew it wasn't going to be good. I knew something was coming i just knew it wasn't gonna be normal activities that's-
0: oh man i thought you was gonna you was gonna follow up with some bars but uh,
1: I, guess. I i don't listen to that man so <laughs> I, I didn't know where that was supposed to go from there i just saw i just saw one video and that's
0: that's it ladies and gentlemen uh <laughs> welcome back to another edition that would have been a really nice cold open but we just gonna go right into it uh Welcome to another edition of the Mads Outsiders podcast. As always, I'm one half of your host, Maurice Williams, a.k.a. Mind of Reese. Mind of Reese on Twitter, YouTube, uh, the Mind of Reese podcast, wherever you find your podcast content. Uh, Mind of Reese reviews on TikTok. Joint. as always, Mr. Bibbs, a.k.a. Bibbs Corner on Twitter. Bibbs Corner podcast, wherever you find your podcast content. It's Bibbs, how you doing this weekend, man? How was your weekend?
1: You know <clears throat> it was all right, uh I can't complain too much. I feel like I'm getting into a rhythm with the the recording schedule uh
0: now That's that sophomore.
1: I have a sophomore. yeah, I have a permanent setup now, so like it's less chaotic than it had been in the past uh now that I have two separate computers going, oh, okay. so like I have my laptop for all the extra stuff I'm doing, and then I just use this my old laptop for uh the podcasting so. I don't have to move in anymore. Um, I don't know. It feels, I feel like I'm in a rhythm. Me and Tyler did an episode this week. Uh, it was a lot of fun. And I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm usually, like I said, I feel rushed. I feel stressed getting to the podcast, but uh, I've been comfortable every time now. So I think, I think I'm in a good place. Okay.
0: Oh, uh, damn. I just realized something. I'm, I'm dumb as fuck. I can't go to the game this week. I was going to still try to go to the game this week. I can't. I got me and my cousin got tickets to Black Panther, and I'm gonna be honest. I'm not missing over tonight. Like, Black Panther, <clears throat> Alice Maris, not doing it. Uh, I'm concerned. Why? Because I'm not seeing it until
1: Saturday morning.
0: Better mute a lot of shit. And
1: I don't trust. I can't. I'm not gonna be able to go on social media. Actually, that's what yeah. I'm. Yeah, I'm gonna just stay off.
0: I mean, mutant, yeah, muting Some stuff not gonna work.
1: It didn't work last time. Last time I got caught slipping the day before on an Instagram comment that didn't have nothing to do with no Black Panther or no or uh, it was Infinity War. Uh, no, it was in it was game, right? It was Spider-Man was the last one that got me.
0: Oh, no way home.
1: Yeah, Spider-Man was the last one that got me. And I'm pretty sure that was an Instagram comment. I got caught on in game, too, but I can't remember what that one was. All right. So, yeah, I'm going to have to <clears throat> be strong and stay off of Elon's Internet. Damn. Oh my
0: god. Yeah, would still want to try to go to the game this week, but I just realized I can't. Damn, that's fucked.
2: Uh,
0: it's it'll be out the game. I'm going to try to go to a, a game when we play Philly. Uh, and I'm going to actually try to get to a game in Dallas this year, man. A couple of. them. Let's we'll see what that's like since I missed it last year since the hotel prices was on coke. Uh, speaking of coke, um, a lot of people probably think I'm doing cocaine and a lot of other people are doing cocaine based off of a tweet that I quote tweeted earlier today uh, actually you know what let me let me bring the actual tweet up the original tweet said it was from Adam Riggs who is uh, a Dallas Mavericks fan I do follow him he follows me uh, he said, hypothetical, obviously this would never happen, like, realistically speaking. Um, would you trade Spencer and DFS for Pascal Siakam? Just realized he spelled Pascal wrong. Um <laughs> spelled it Pascal, like Eric right, Pascal.
1: He might be trying to avoid Raptors Twitter. I don't know. <laughs>
0: that's that's, a, that's um,
1: a Not a hornet's nest you want to accidentally waddle into.
0: Well, here's the thing. I quote tweeted and said, sounds good, but no. And y'all are probably thinking, Reese, what the fuck is wrong with you? This is Pascal Siakam. Even Bibbs replied and said, you're wildin'. Uh My boy Kenny Beecham replied and said, Reese, we got to get you league pass. Okay, listen, y'all. <laughs> listen, I watched the Raptors, okay? I understand. Pascal Siakam is on MVP level this year. Like, no cap. And, and Kenny has like a million fucking. No, does he have a million or like? No, nah, he got four hundred and twenty six thousand followers, and that like alone got five hundred ninety six likes. So it's like, all right, everybody probably think I'm a dumbass now. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna explain myself on the timeline, like replying to tweets. I saw the white talking about it, and I was like, nah, I'm gonna just do it on the podcast. So, is there a justification for me saying, uh, witty and and DFS for Pascal? Um, that sounds like a great trick. That's a great deal for us if it was real, which it'll never be, even if you add picks. The Toronto Raptors are not that fucking stupid. But Pascal Siakam is obviously better than both of them. My thing was, and I understand that people like, eh, like, I said we wouldn't really have a quote-unquote secondary ball handler. And people say Pascal Siakam. And I say, you know what? Pascal Siakam is capable of that. But do you want him doing that? Wouldn't you rather have Luca, Pascal Siakam, and another "quote unquote" point guard? Would you want Pascal Siakam playing secondary point guard when Luca isn't in the game?
1: I think we're asking the wrong questions.
0: You're probably right. I mean, this is probably this is probably one of those
1: I think that's uh, a that's a situation where if they if Masai was off of being and called you up. And said, "I'll give you Pascal if you send me Dwayne Smith and uh, 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 who who else was in the tweet? Spencer. Then yeah. I'm sending the paperwork to Obviously, the I'm not office saying. immediately. And as far as that ball handle, we will figure that out later.
0: It's kind of like, and you're right. I was probably overthinking it. I was probably overthinking it. And it's kind of like when people was like." No nah, man, we don't want Zach Lavina, Demar Derozan. It ain't a good fit. And it's like, fuck, are you talking about? Like, you figure that shit out afterwards. So yeah, this is a you figure that shit out afterwards situation. Uh, I definitely was overthinking it. You know, <laughs> I was about to get on here and <clears throat> try to justify my reasoning for it, but I'm definitely off them jiggers saying no. Um, I can admit that. Um, and you just made a perfect point. Like, man, do that shit and figure it out a way to like. If, yeah, no, if, I've, I've done if that before. i have got to play 15 minutes per game, then fuck it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I've, no, I've definitely done that before in those scenarios, but I just started thinking about it like, yeah, like you got to take the best talent. There's no way Masai's making that call in the first place. But uh, as far as like fit stuff, I, I can't care about fit up front. You got to get the, the talent on the team and then we'll figure the rest out later.
0: Cause to be honest, Luca Doncic and Pascal Siakam. Who gives a shit about? Matter of fact, we'll still have Christian Wood too. Yeah, send boys
1: that was, what, that was the final piece that did it for me. It's like, and I still some have boys across the border, man. <laughs> like
0: send boys to old Canada, bitch. We got some maple syrup waiting for you when you get on the plane. Situations like that. Yeah, you know what. I'm not even the, – the plan is shot. Fuck that. I'm not even about to – I had it set up and everything. I already knew what my plan was, but, nah, fuck that. I don't need – matter of fact, I'm going to send a tweet out right now and be like, yeah, I'm tripping.
1: Not not the tweet, miss, Uh,
0: But since we're on the topic of uh, the Toronto Raptors, Pascal Siakam, let's talk about the week the Mavericks had. Uh in the last episode, the weekly episode, not the post game recap. Um we gave a prediction on the record and I think we both said 0 and 2. Or did you say you wouldn't be surprised if we went 0 and 2?
1: I think I said I wouldn't be surprised and I said I would if we win one, then that's a good week. Yeah, I
0: actually predicted 0 and 2. Um I think I need to predict zero wins more often because we went <laughs> We went two and oh. We're now sitting at five and three. And if I'm not mistaken, we are on a four-game win streak. Or three game. Let's see. Let's see. me. I'm pulling it up right. No, three-game win streak. Uh started with defeating the Orlando Magic, then defeated the Utah Jazz, then defeated the Toronto Raptors. Um the last two were, were a little bit closer than than one would have liked. Uh, but a win is a win. Uh, you build momentum. I've uh, seen some things I liked. The, ve- the defense still needs some work. Uh, but I believe it was the, was it the jazz game where they went into the zone? Yeah, it was. Because he mentioned yes. it. In the, I think Jason Kidd mentioned yeah, it. Cause
1: that's what Dwight Powell decided. That was one of the Dwight Powell uh, episode.
0: Yeah. Um, the Dwight Powell episode. Yeah, when I, you were singing and shit.
1: Yeah,
0: I, I'm yeah, sorry I, you. I can't believe it shit was hilarious. Um, but, yeah, I think he said they planned on going zone against, um, I guess, the Toronto Raptors as well, but they didn't really need to play uh, any zone against them. That was a game where that I think the defense stepped up a lot. Um, what I noticed about that game, and I'm going to say this now because I meant to say it during the postgame recap, but like I said, we did a terrible job at covering that fucking game. Um, it helped a lot, even though we only won by a point, it helped a lot that, um, they didn't really shoot well from three. And some of those shots were open that they missed, but kudos to the Mavericks. I saw some really good closeouts on a lot of those threes, just getting the hand up in the guy's face. And I saw it with effort, not like y'all can't see me right now, but like, uh, it's like, uh, Hey. Don't make that, like, yeah, not one of those, not one of those lazy, sassy ass defense. So, hopefully, this uh, this leads into um, into this week carries over into this week. Uh, the defense stepping up. But uh, how do you feel about this uh, this week that we had this two and zero week, uh, this three game win streak that won.
1: Yeah. So, like I said, um, <clears throat> coming into the week. I said that if we would win one game, then it would be a good week, and we won both. So I have no choice but to feel like we're we're in a great position. We're as far as the 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 win column is concerned, we're in a good place, and it, it it's hard to have too much to complain about on on the bigger scale. As far as um, you know, oh, this isn't working. That's not working. We're winning the game, so. <clears throat> you'd like to see some some tweaks i'm sure we'll get into that at some point in this episode but yeah as far as the results i i can't complain too much luca luca being in shape makes a hell of a, a lot of a difference in, in yeah. the success of the team um that he was doing stuff that he wasn't doing november october of last year so
0: one main thing that he's doing that he wasn't doing november october of last year we saw early in the season, it's like, all right, Luca's coming out with these fucking step backs and he's constantly shooting bad shots. And I don't know if someone got in Luca's ear or he just realized, wow, they, they, oh shit. They about to fight in the football game already. This shit just started. My bad. Um, <laughs> um, I don't know if he realized like, damn, these motherfuckers can't guard me. Like, He's attacking the paint primarily, and we still see the step backs. It's still there. Uh, the bad threes. Uh, his three point percentage is not where I would like it to be this season. But to be honest, with a shooter like Luca, I never expect him to have high three point percentage based off of the three point shots he takes. He's not a catch and shoot guy. Like any three point shot he takes is coming off the dribble, and nine times out of ten, it's going to be contested. You just hope he's got enough oomph on that motherfucker to make the shot. The
1: funny and thing is he did get a catch and shoot opportunity in the last game. Looked like he know what to do with the ball. He didn't pull it immediately. Yeah, he hesitated. <laughs> and then he shot it and he made it. I was like, all right, Luke, catch and shoot, Luca." Okay. It's like, it's
0: like the ball got to him. And it what, what fucking movie is that? There's a basketball movie where a motherfucker gets the ball and he's just, oh, shit, high school musical. Um High School Musical Three. There's a guy on the team that never plays, and in, in the championship game, he gets in and like, because this always happens in movies, right? The guy that never, that never played championship game. Is it High
2: School Musical?
0: I don't know. All I know is a guy who never plays got in the fucking game. I think it is High School Musical. Got in the fucking I would, game. I wouldn't know. I know you wouldn't know, motherfucker. I'm talking to myself. (laughs) Um, Got in the game at the end and he's wide open and they passing the ball and he's just sitting there like, what fuck? They were like, shoot it,
1: shoot it. That's when they told him to get his head in the game.
0: Oh my God. (laughs) No, that's High School Musical 1, brother. Anyway, um, yeah, I love those movies. Kiss my ass. Um, (laughs) <laughs> fucking love those movies um that's how luca was with the catch and shoot like what is this feeling like if this was if luca's life was an anime he would have spent like five minutes talking to his head before he shot that fucking ball
2: oh the balls come to me <laughs> oh oh i've oh. never been in this position before This, this feeling I- I'm open, but
0: I I didn't create the shot on my own. What?
2: what oh. The- oh. Coach <laughs> wants me to shoot it.
0: Jesus Christ. What the fuck are we doing right <laughs> now? It
2: is 8 o'clock. Ain't no excuse for this activity.
0: Oh, man. It's no excuse. But now, <laughs> granted, um, Luca's three-point percentage is, like, like I said, we don't expect it to be high, but I'm like, if this shit was around like 33, I'd be like, all right, cool. This motherfucker is shooting 28%. Per- I'm at 26% mm. three-point range. He's He shot 65 threes this year. Mm. Guess how many he made? Let me give you one guess.
1: going to come out to like 16, 17.
0: 17. Damn, you really good at math, huh?
1: <laughs> Somebody else pointed that out on the pod.
0: Okay. Yeah. All right,
1: no, somebody pointed that out in the uh in the chat. I think after one of the episodes we did.
0: I'm like stuck that. at math. I'd assess some shit like ten. I don't fucking. Know. <laughs> 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 um, I don't remember shit I learned at school, man. But his regular field goal percentage is at fifty-two point seven. He shot one hundred
1: field goal or two two pointers. Field. Goal uh, point?
0: Well, I'm on, let me go to the basketball reference app for that.
1: <clears throat> I was gonna say if it's field goal percentage, like you can only imagine what it's two point percentage. It's
0: two point percentage is probably about fifty-eight percent. I'm a guess.
1: I think the last I saw was like sixty-two. Okay, let's see. I'm
0: about to find out right now. Yeah, because ESPN should have like two point percentage stats, but on there sixty-six percent.
1: Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm sure it might be going up because I'm pretty sure he he barely missed the other day.
0: Two-point attempts per game is at 15.4. Three-point attempts per game are at eight.
1: What did he? How many two-pointers was he taking last year?
0: 12.8.
1: Okay. So I can't remember when, but I do recall seeing – I'm pretty sure we went – we did a back-and-forth on, on Luka three-pointers, mm-hmm. and I was pissed that he was taking, like, ten a game. I was like, if he can get that down to, like, six – Five or six, keep the defense honest, we're in good shape.
0: His three-point attempts per game for his career has really been consistent. His first year was 7.1, then 8.9, 8.3, 8.8, and now 8.1. This is the lowest his three-point percentage has ever been, though, at 26%. Yeah. The lowest before that was his second year at 31%. Last year he shot – 35 and the year before that he shot 35 as well. Um, I think
1: I think it's low because he's usually shooting better early in games and I feel like he's settling for the threes more late in games now. Um or not even necessarily settling but look trying to get to the three as like a dagger shot late in games. Um I <clears throat> Again, I would like to see it get down to five or six, and it was funny because I was listening to the We Talk Mavs guys, and when, uh I think it was King, the other gu- the guy from Baltimore, I think it's hilarious. Like the day it got <laughs> to too. But, we
0: got a link, man, I got I got I'm a saying. link with dude.
1: <laughs> I'm saying, but it was funny like every now and then the Baltimore accent creeped through. I'll be like, Dave man, this is this is crazy," but. uh he uh he has said the same thing that Luke, if he could get Luca down to six threes a game, then we're we're cooking with Grease as far as the shot selection. Yeah. But at the same time, it's Luka Doncic. I'm not gonna tell him what to do nope. right now. <laughs> if you want to throw up eight threes a game and make two of them, it is what it is. Like
0: the thing about the Luka threes this year early in the season, as opposed to last year, early in the season. Last year, early in the season, they came at a time where they hurt us and we didn't need them where we were down, and instead of trying to slowly creep back into the game, he's trying to hit a Hail Mary. Right, We're down 10 or 12 points, and he just comes up, and instead of running the flow of the offense, creeping back into the game, he's coming down, chucking up a step-back three when the defense probably knows it's coming and just burying us in a deeper hole. Now they're coming at a time, and more often than not, if you watch the game, I don't know, that's probably not true, but if you watch clips of the not clips of the game, but like if you watch snippets of the game, you'd think his three-point percentage is higher than it is because those three-pointers come when we need them the most or when we have a lead and we're opening that lead up. He's not really doing them as much when we're down and it can hurt us for him to come up the court and just chuck threes because at that time, that's when he's getting to the paint.
1: You kind of just brought me to a realization and I don't know. I don't know if we have, we had a big deficit in a game yet.
0: You know, what's crazy when I said that, (laughs) when I said it back of my brain, right. Or whichever part I wasn't using back of my brain was like, I don't think we've had a big deficit yet.
1: Yeah. Cause I was thinking like I was about to give him a compliment and say, you know, uh, I haven't seen him, or I haven't seen him, and I haven't seen the team do that thing we do where we get down and start launching dumbass threes. But we haven't been in that position yet. But we know. haven't been in that position. At the same time, I don't recall yet this season seeing Luca get into a step back and being pissed, which was a it has been a common occurrence for most of his career. Like usually, I'll see him come. He'll do the Timmy Hardaway Junior. thing where you just know he's trying to get to a shot like that doesn't happen anymore. Like he's this is a a sign of his growth in his decision making, his ability to control a game. Um, And perhaps that's a factor in the fact and why we have not gotten down early or gotten down big yet in a game, because, again, he we saw it in the first Clipper series. He came out every game it was going to the basket early to set. I mentioned having a, a big body bruiser to set a tone. Luca's pretty much been doing that. He's been setting the tone with his physicality getting inside early. Um, and that's, that's, that's what I like. That's the part of his game that I like. That's the part of his game that translates to postseason W's easily. Now him hitting step back threes is nice and whatnot, but Luca inside is really where, where our success is going to be generated from, uh, whether that's him going, getting in and scoring, or him getting in, causing chaos in defense and hitting shooters. Um, but putting that pressure on the rim with him, his large body and his efficiency inside scoring is, is huge for us. And the thing is, once he realized he can get inside whenever he wanted, he was still looking to pass too much, but I think that that is dead. Uh, not dead, but he's found that balance, I think, of knowing when to go for his shot and knowing when to, to hit others. So I'm happy with that person.
0: Another thing uh, that really impressed me with him that I saw in the Raptors game, and I slightly mentioned it um, in the post-game recap, was the fact that early in the game, I was like, okay, it's going to be hard for Luka to get into the paint, but throwing bodies at him. Once he gets to that mid-range area, he's seeing double teams sometimes when he even just touches the ball. And it it looked rough with him going to the paint early in the game, but I love that he stuck with it. He didn't get away from it and start settling for threes. He stuck with it and ended up finishing the game 10 for 15, I believe. I think it was 10 for 15. That's
1: the number I have in my head. Yeah,
0: I think it's 10 for 15. Uh, So that's impressive as well that he still has that mindset that, okay, They're throwing this at me, but I'm still going to get mine. I think that helped us. No, I'm pretty sure that helped us win this game, especially since we only won by fucking one point. Um, With Lucas' three-point percentage down, there's a player on the team whose three-point percentage is up. uh, The best of his career, actually. And some people feel like uh, a drought is coming. And that is one Spencer Dinwiddie. Spencer Demwitty this year is shooting 42% from three so far, which out of all of his years in the NBA.
1: And if you look at his total from last year versus what he did after he got to Dallas, that's what
0: What you mean his total?
1: Because I feel like he shot over 40% after he got to Dallas last year. Yeah, he
0: did. He did. Uh last year in Washington, he shot 31% from three. When he got here, he shot 40%. Okay. which was the best of his career up until this season. Um, also, his two-point percentage last year when he got to Dallas was the best of his career. He shot 56% uh, two-point percentage this year. He's shooting f- uh, 53%, which if you want to say, okay, last year was a half a season, <clears throat> uh, if we're going through through like whole seasons, this is the best two-point percentage uh, of his career. So it looks like Spencer Dinwiddie is shaping up to have a career year from three and from uh, inside the paint. Uh, But a lot of people feel like a drought is coming. I saw SJ say she's enjoying this, but she's fearing the drought coming of his three-point shot, which is a realistic uh, expectation to have. Do you expect there to be a drought, or do you think this is who Spencer Dinwiddie is going to be on this team And that this is a good fit for him.
1: There's one more thing I wanted to say, and I wish I had stopped you earlier so it will flow better. But um, going back to how Luca played against Toronto, uh, a guy named Eric Shapiro, uh, it's at Eric underscore S H A P. Uh, He had a video. I retweeted it, uh, saw it in a couple chats. Somebody, a couple people DM'd it to me too. But uh, he had a breakdown of the 11 different coverages the Raptors threw at. Luca and how he beat each of them uh they had a two three one three one they trapped him when he drove to the paint they trapped him at the three-point line they trapped him at half court like they they switched uh some They, they 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 had a fake trap and then a second dude come over like they were doing all kinds of stuff and none of it worked like Luca had an answer for everything they did so uh, it's a great video breakdown of the, the different coverages that Toronto tried to throw at him. I know Nick Nurse at halftime mentioned that um when you're dealing with a guy like Luca, you have to throw different things at him to, just to keep him off balance. Um, <clears throat> but Luca clearly is is uh what's the what's the girl name? Simone Biles with the with the balance. So uh it didn't work. <laughs> but going back to your question about Spencer Dinwiddie, uh, I know S J. and White have both been pretty consistent with this and saying that you know Spencer Dinwiddie throughout his career has been a guy kind of like Tim Hardaway Jr. that has hot spells and cold spells. But since he's been in Dallas, I, that has not been the case. It's, unless you want to talk about the playoffs, he started the playoffs kind of cold. But I'll I, look those numbers up. Why you? Okay. I was going to say, I know he started the playoffs kind of cold last year, but um, I can chalk that up to be in the playoffs uh, in a bigger stage, a different stage, a pressure situation. And then I think he did start getting it going later, if I'm not mistaken.
0: His two point percentage in the playoffs was pretty bad at 41%. Okay. Well, not really bad, but but lower than you'd like. Right. Uh, But his three point percentage was 41%
1: okay so but i I believe in those first couple of games he was like ass yeah yeah um, but with that said he i think the three point percentage thing the reason that it's different and the reason why i personally am not expecting a fall off necessarily like do i expect him to stay above 40 no but i think that's a ridiculous bar to hold him to he yeah. was shooting like low to mid 30s previously right
0: uh you mean for his career, career yeah um uh... As far as three-point percentage, yes. Uh, last year in Washington, 31%, obviously. But the year before that in Brooklyn, 28, 30 before that, 33 before that, 32, okay. 36 in 2017.
1: Yeah. So when I look at that, I'm looking at that as it's the same thing as Luca. He was getting those threes as the primary ball handler. Right. So he was getting a lot of those off the bounce. Mm-hmm. Now... He's getting a lot of catch and shoot opportunities playing beside Luca versus, and now he does still get his off the bounce threes. Yeah, and he seems to have figured out a nice little rhythm with it. But he's getting a lot more catch and shoot opportunities, and he's been cashing those from what I can tell. I'm not going to make you pull up his catch and shoot numbers versus his uh, <laughs> off the dri- dribble numbers. That's a lot to ask on the on the drop of a dime.
0: Wow, yeah,
1: but I, I feel like the 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 addition of catch and shoot opportunities as opposed to getting most of his stuff off the bounce is gonna keep his percentage respectable at the very least. Um, and I think he's embraced it as well, which is a big part of that. He knows that he has to knock those down to justify his position in the, the rotation.
0: Uh, even, Oh, wait a minute. I know you didn't get it that quick.
1: I think I did. (laughs) Are you on the NBA.com or
0: NBA.com?
1: Okay.
0: Um, Catch and shoot frequency, 19.1%. This year? Yes.
1: Okay. Uh, Let me, yeah,
0: 2022, 2023. Pull up frequency, 36.4%. And that's just three pointers or overall? Uh, Let's see. No, that wasn't just three pointers. Okay. Three point field goals, catch and shoot frequency, 19.1%. Okay. Pull-ups
1: 28.2.
0: forty-two percent catch and shoot, forty-one percent pull-ups.
1: Okay. So again, even if the the pull-up number does decrease, uh he's doing about two two-fifths of his threes based you on don't the numbers.
0: You, but I don't yeah, even. yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: About, <laughs> about 40% of his threes, based on what you just gave me, are of the catch a shoot variety. I I wanna ask you to go back two years ago if you can. Like can you change the year?
0: Uh yes, I can change the year actually.
1: I want I'm curious how many of his of those were catch and shoot. So like,
0: 2021, 2020, 2021.
1: Was that the Brooklyn year? Yes.
0: Yeah. 2020,
1: 2020. I don't 2020. think he
0: played a lot of games that year. Or
1: 1920, yeah. 1920, 1920 was the bubble year. I think that was the year. I was looking at
0: uh doesn't look like he oh wait, yes. Okay. So <clears throat> when me to look at three pointers, yeah. Frequency, catch and shoot frequency was 13.9, the percentage was 37 percent. Uh the attempts were 2.2 pull-ups frequency was 24%, attempts 3.9, three-point percentage,
1: 27.7. So the breakdown is similar. But still, the, uh, the frequency is higher in yeah. Dallas. Um, and the person that went into him was not Luka Doncic. Obviously. Who's uh, drawing a lot more attention than, I don't what Caris LeVert.
0: Another thing I love is that, like, his three-point attempts fluctuate throughout his career, but it's still somewhat consistent. Like, last year, he averaged 4.9 three-point attempts. But uh, in 2019, 2020, he averaged 6.3 the year before that 5.4 and 5.4 before that and this year he's averaging 6.5 so technically they're up and the three-point percentage is up as well so um a drought I wouldn't call it a drought I would say it comes down a little bit maybe to about 38 percent
1: 38 is fine
0: so yeah that's fine like even at 38 percent even at 38 percent I think that's a pretty good clip so um liking what I'm saying for Smith Denwitty, like I said on the post-game pod, um, he has replaced uh Jalen Brunson's production. Uh, regardless of the way he's getting his points, he's getting them. Uh Jalen Brunson was more so creating off the dribble, better at creating off the dribble than Dan getting into that mid range area, finishing around the paint, even at his smaller frame. Den is better at catch and shoot than Jalen Brunson uh was for us. So um, liking what I'm saying, the points is there. We asking to. I'm not gonna to ask too much of him. Like what he's doing right now is perfectly fine. He's fitting into his role. He's doing it well. Uh, I would like um, him to look like an actual point guard most times, and not like a pseudo point guard, like point guard by position. I would like you to be a point guard by nature. But uh, even still, he's getting the job done. Uh, if he plays like this for the rest of the season, I think we're in a good position uh, to finish above a play in spot, which we would be right now The play off start today.
1: Yeah, so <clears throat> I think I, I did have I, I was a little hard on him on the last episode. Uh, I explained not my position on him in particular, but just the way I fan is I'm applying all your flaws during the regular season and then we can ride in the playoffs. But with that said, like you said, I, I do think he's doing the job so far. I only wish he wasn't in, in the position to have to play as much point guard by himself as he is, but that is a Nico, Jason Kidd, Mark Cuban issue. And I'm not going to put that on him. Uh, if we actually had uh, decided that we were realized, I don't know how they didn't realize, but everybody on the timeline did that we needed another ball handler on the roster. That would have been great. <clears throat> um, I want to say, The fact that we have not seen, and I I personally didn't expect this, but I know some people pointed it out him needing rest necessarily on a back-to-back. I think he didn't play back-to-backs last year, something like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, He came back from his injury. He was, he was uh, still, he had a very quick recovery and was back on the court pretty quickly. And that's why he was needing time off, but he seems pretty healthy. Um, So I, I like that. I don't like the minutes that he's having to play, but that's, that's a, that's an issue for another day. Um, you know how I feel about Faku Compazzo. Uh, I don't, I'm, I'm, there's two options for what's occurring. One, they realize he's complete buns and they don't want to put him in the court on the court right now, or they realize he needed more time with the system and getting to know everybody. And they're planning to try to give him another chance to prove to be at least a guy that can give us 10 to 15 minutes. So Spencer Dinwiddie isn't playing 38 uh, a night.
0: Um, as far as the other ball handler thing, um, I think it's safe to say that we can move on from Tim Hardaway J at this point. Um, a lot of people are saying, yeah, he's coming back from this injury, give him some time. And I'm not going to give him that excuse because before his injury, it was already looking like, okay, there's no place for Tim in this new Jason Kidd offense. And that's completely okay. Like, Tim is who he is. I'm not sitting here like, oh, my God, I can't stand this dude. Like, we've known who Tim is for years. And if I'm going to take the good with the good, I have to take the bad with the bad as well. But I just don't think there's a there's a space for him on this team, those opportunities where he's just getting hot, has the ball in his hands and chucking threes. There's no place for that anymore. So I was thinking maybe – If the Mavericks do have the balls to pull the trigger, trade Tim Hardaway Jr. sometime this season, trade him for a point guard. Trade him for uh, whether you want to go. I would like to trade him for a more traditional point guard, especially the way that Spencer Dinwiddie is playing off the ball with catch and shoot. Spencer Dinwiddie technically can be the third ball handler. And this point guard we trade for can be the secondary ball handler off the bench, if that makes sense. Like when this secondary ball handler comes in, Spencer is still playing shooting guard. Right. He's obviously effective, catch and shoot off the ball. Why not keep it that way? Now, what kind of point guard would we trade for? I'm not sure. I would still like somebody who can get some buckets. So maybe like a combo guard or I don't know. I'd have to run. through.
1: (laughs) How about this next week? I was I was literally I pulled up my notes to write it down. Next week we'll we'll run through that because we'll be through ten games, right? And next week we'll both come to the table with with some ideas, some suggestions. And feel free to hit us up in the DMs if you have suggestions, and we'll bring those as well. So actually, wanna, DM Mavs Outsiders Pod, not not us.
0: Yeah, not us. Yeah. Um, so do you want to do like come with five point guards? Do you yeah, wanna, five options to
1: okay. if, uh, if, and realistic. Don't be throwing us no bullshit. I, it will be ignored i'll just say that if you 100
0: because i ain't mentioning it on this month, so. um so yeah that's a good idea uh i don't know if the mavs will have the balls uh to do that or the realization that it's time to move on from a tim Hardaway jr but i guess we'll see um shout out to Jaden hardy as well who had a really nice game in the g league i think earlier today or yesterday
1: yeah two two pretty good games yeah
0: yeah um and so did uh, McKinley Wright. Yeah. Shout out to um, I think it was Dalton Richardson who was doing some uh who was keeping us updated.
1: I watched the second half of the uh game last night. Okay, all right. Uh but yeah, Dalton had was posting clips and everything yeah, uh, on so. his page, um, which reminded me that I could watch the game. So I was like, Oh yeah, let me go watch that.
0: Uh so we're gonna take a quick break. Uh, pay some bills, you know, get the ads up in there. And when we come back, we'll run down the Mavs Outsiders Fantasy Basketball League for the week. NBA fans, NBA action is just getting started and so are incredible offers at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5, NBA pregame money line bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Check this out right now, everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place the same game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, total rebounds, total points scored, and more. For instance, the other night, I want to bet. I placed uh, Paul George's over on points and Zubats' over on points. Zubats' over on points, I'm going to be honest, look like a lock right now. It's still low at somewhere around 10.5 or 11.5. His rebounds look really good, too, but the points seem like a lock. With payouts bigger than ever, DraftKings Sportsbook is where I go to bet on the NBA. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Make any $5 bet this week. Get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. And we missed it last week, but we are back to do it uh, this week. We're going to make it a weekly thing where we go down the scoreboard for the week for our fantasy basketball league, which means another week of me talking about me getting my ass kicked. Um, Ironically, I am the first team on the scoreboard. My Baltimore Bullets <sighs> lost by about 200 points, man. Um, Team Wild Bill, who was one of the four undefeated teams going into this week at 2-0, uh, defeated me. A thousand and fifty-two points to eight hundred and eighteen. Um, if anybody's listening, send me offers for Nikola Jokic. I'm looking for depth. Like Jokic, obviously on his own, Jokic is not the weak part of this team at all. Like Jokic is the number one center in fantasy basketball. <laughs> Excuse me, right now. Um, he's doing his thing, but uh, if I'm gonna get this team out of a 0-3 hole, I'm gonna need depth. And Jokic alone is not gonna do that. Um Bibbs got a W this week. His first W in the column, 1,080 to 1,005, defeating Oklahoma City OKC Sean. That's a long ass name, brother. <laughs> Next game, Bay Area MFFL with 10, I said 10,000, 1,093 points to a creative team name. 952 points. Haha, ha, see what you did there. Uh, Team Coops went up against SJ, SJ's children. Uh, I believe, is that game over now? No. No. So,
1: he has Laurie Marketing left.
0: He still has a chance. He has Laurie Marketing left, and he is only down by 11 points. So I'm going to go ahead and say he's going to win that, but you never know. So as of now, SJ's children is up 1,000. Well, eleven 1, hundred and thirty seven points. Team Coops has eleven 1, hundred and twenty six. So I'm going to say I'm going to just go out on a whim and say Laurie Markkinen can get twelve points. In the event that Laurie Markkinen does not, SJ will have the W. But in the event that he inevitably does, Team Coops will advance to three and O on the season, joining Wild Bill as a three and and0 team. Girl, you know it's Drew. I love that name. I'm sorry. Uh, 1181 points to Freeport Islanders. 997. That's our boy Shaco. Watch the throne. Came into this uh, week undefeated as well at 2-0. He scored 1100 points. Jay Green stinks X. 1,016 points. I love to see you lose, brother. I'm glad you're 0-3. Change that name. Maybe you'll get some luck. Next game, the balding spot. I'm at the balding point. I'm sorry. Why do I keep saying spot? The balding point. (laughs) The balding point was the fourth team coming into this week undefeated, but he has fallen to boys don't kawaii. One thousand and seventy eight points to one thousand and thirty four team okay, this shit about to fuck me up again um,
1: side si- si- the middle
0: i'm trying to i'm trying to decide is it s side or
1: yeah, I don't know what the s and the k are for, on the end for but okay okay si-
0: that's that's what was messing me up um team s side k. Eight hundred and ninety-eight points to Toby Boumaye. I love that name. Seven hundred and eleven points. I'm gonna say it like that every time. Toby Boumaier. All right, cool. Um, yeah, man. I you got your first W. Uh, how do how do you like your team so far? You got you got some dudes, man. I mean, you got you got John Morant, Gary Trent,
1: Zach Levine. Does Zach Levine play in that game? He did not play uh, today. Mm-hmm. I'm going to double check to see if he played this week at all. Oh, I think he did. Uh, where are you at? Yeah. He gave me 105 points this week, so I can't complain too much. Uh, jo- Royce O'Neal actually was my most second, most productive player. This mm. week. Uh, steals and whatnot count a lot in this league. So he, he fills up the out the box score. So uh, appreciate him. Jalen Brunson left the Mavs, but he's holding it down for my squad. Um, and Jaron Jackson apparently is starting three by three, three on three drills. So he's working his way back, should be back by the end of the year. And that's only going to boost my team some more when that happens. So um, I'm just trying to make it to the end of the year and and be respectable at that point. So I'm happy with the win this week.
0: Yeah, man, I, um, I, I don't know what the issue with my team is. I got Malcolm Brogdon, uh, Jordan Poole. Uh RJ Barrett. Uh these guys are putting up points for me. But then I got Jonathan Kaminga. I drafted him hoping, you know, he would have a breakout season with the Warriors. But there've been games where he they literally just DNP'd him. Like,
1: yeah.
2: He
0: wasn't even hurt or anything. Like he's the dude is in my lineup and he's getting DNP'd. Like, I don't understand. I don't know what I don't know what the deal with that is. Uh Nikola Jokic the number one overall pick obviously he's doing his thing. I'm hoping I don't have to trade Jokic for depth. Like I'm hoping this team can come around. Maybe I can find somebody on the free agency waivers. Um I picked up Luke Kennard who is okay. It's not going to give me 20 something points, but he gives me around 15, 18, 17.
1: I might um, see if I can put together a-, a package for Jokic. We'll see.
0: We'll see. We'll see. Uh Paul George uh who's been playing well for me. Didn't start off great, but has been playing well for me. Um I went and got Yaka Purdle. Uh went with guys who could like get rebound score, get me some double doubles, even if it's like 10 and 11 or something like that, because that matters. Um, I got Mobamba, who has been shit.
1: I'm about to uh, say I don't even think he played the other night.
0: Yeah, he's been shit, honestly.
1: Like Bobo already pe- Bobo took his job. Trick or Sorry, that was the South Park reference.
0: I picked up Seth Curry in free agency who He's just getting back from injury. I know, but he had three fucking points, man. <laughs> you
1: gotta give him time if you going to give him time.
0: He played 15 fucking minutes.
1: I mean, if you wanna drop him, drop Which him.
0: Which means he had turnovers because he had zero fantasy points.
1: I was about right. to say, did he have three fantasy points or three total points? Three total answer.
0: points. Zero fantasy points. Gotcha. That's tough. That's fucking tough. Um, I got Scotty Barnes. I have Norman Powell as well, who does well for me. Um, I'm going to end up trading him or Luke Kennard um, because I don't want three Clippers on the same fucking team. Uh, yeah, I picked up Andre Drummond. Motherfucker ain't played since october 28th so yeah my team my team is falling apart man. <laughs>
1: what's drummond's injury because i saw uh kenny tweeted that uh we miss you big guy and i thought he was dead for a minute
0: a shoulder injury i'm not sure exactly oh yeah i did
1: see it was a shoulder injury
0: <laughs> um and i yeah. think they
1: say he was gonna be out for a minute if i'm not mistaken
0: that they say it's no timetable for his return so
1: is he uh, ir eligible
0: i i'm not sure
1: do you have anybody in your IR? No. Yeah, if he's IR eligible, you gotta throw him in there.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna have to. Uh he is he is IR eligible, and so is Luke Kennard. So um, yeah, but I, I don't know who I will pick up in his place. The free agency isn't looking that great. And I'm not about to run down free agency on here because like two of the top two of the top three dudes that show up. In free agency, one of them ain't played basketball in two to three years, and the other one is a goddamn domestic abuser. Like <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's if you looking at projections.
0: Terrence Man is out. Th- I meant not Terrence Man. Trey Man is out there, but that's that's not what I need. I don't know, man. It's it's tough. I gotta figure something out. I gotta figure something out, man. Um, um, oh wow, King Henry, Derrick Henry. There we go.
1: Um, I was going to say, this is random as hell, but I was watching the Lakers game earlier and they mentioned, they talked about how the Lakers pretty much switched out their entire roster around uh, the big, we'll call them big three. Yeah. Um, Quote unquote, I forgot that people couldn't see. And uh, they said that they pointed out that eight players that were on that Lakers team last year, aren't even in the league right now.
0: That's tough. Like eight veterans. Mellow. Dwight. White. Avery Bradley. Avery Bradley.
1: Stanley Johnson.
0: Stanley Johnson. Is Rondo on the team?
1: I don't think so. I don't think so either. But yeah, they had eight people listed. And I was like, shit. Um, Because I was thinking the other day about how many, uh, because somebody was dissing the G League. And this is this is annoying to me. Like people oh, don't get excited about uh, Jaden Hardy playing well in the G League. It's pretty much like open gym. And that's just not true.
0: That's not true. I will say this. I don't get too excited when I see guys play well in the G League, because obviously that doesn't mean they can do that in the NBA. Like SJ said earlier, she had a tweet about Jaden Hardy's play. I think she said something to the tune of like, we've seen him in an NBA game and like, which is true, but he's down in the G league to develop and find his game better. But saying it's an open gym is fucking stupid. Right.
1: Yeah. So my, my, my
0: thing is I will put up the best G league team versus the best college basketball team. And I'm taking a G league team.
1: Right. I think that, uh, First of all, it's, it's the G League is still having to fight off negative perceptions from the past, mm-hmm. and I don't think people realize how young the league has gotten over the past couple of years. Like these, there's vets that are jobless right now that un, two three years ago there was no way they would be jobless. Yeah, uh, like you're not even hearing their names attached to teams. Like Jeremy Lamb is just gone. You know what I mean? Like I remember there was a time where there were vets on G League teams. There are a lot. There's some vets in G, on G League teams right now. You know I mean,
0: like it was a lot of them. Like,
1: yeah. So like the amount of in in like the covid year when a ton of dudes got caught up, I, some of those dudes turned those into permanent jobs for a reason. Uh, I think when you're trying to evaluate G League, it's similar to evaluating college. Or Europe, like you're looking for the guys that are dominating. You, like a guy going down there having average, mediocre ass games is probably not going to come into the NBA and do anything. But a guy who is dominating down there is probably an NBA player, um, like Bassy for the Spurs the other night. The first game, he gave us 33 and 15. The second game, because they were playing back to back, they didn't play him in the first half. He came in just for the second half, gave them 19, 10, and four blocks in just the second half and won them the game pretty much. Like that's a dude that's probably going to be serviceable on an NBA roster pretty quickly. Uh, by the way, the 76ers just gave him and Isaiah Joe away, which is goofy as fuck, but that's a whole nother thing. Uh, they got their own problems. That's this is not a 76ers podcast. What about the 76ers? And with that said, Jaden Hardy going down and score, shooting 50% from the field in his two games um, with the the Texas Legends that's a positive sign. That's he's not in he wasn't an efficient scorer last year in the G League. Right. If you look at his shooting numbers, they were not good. So, they were not good. If he's looking efficient in the G League right now, that is a positive sign, a positive step. That's what we should be looking for. I'm not look saying Jaden Hardy scoring 33, we're going to plug him in and he's going to score 33 in an NBA game, but can I expect him to get me 10 in 20 minutes? Probably.
2: Well,
0: uh Usually we take a break here.
1: We already took a break.
0: We already took the ad break. So we're going to get ready to close this out with our two personalized segments, which means it's time for the Mavs Outsiders Unsung Hero of the Week.
1: And I have no idea where this is going. I don't. I don't even, you? Do you even know where it's going? Yeah, I do. All right.
0: <laughs> so the Mavs Outsiders Unsung Hero of the Week award. Will
1: I'm be... To, I'm debating if I want to ask you to give me a second to see if I can try to guess before you say. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm not gonna say who. I'm not gonna actually guess out loud, but I want to. No, look. no, no. I want you to. Are oh, you want me to guess out loud? Okay, yeah. that's that's a little bit of pressure now. I'll,
0: I'll just, give you the drum roll and I'll say. Put it in. My, the award goes to, and you'll guess.
1: Oh, I think. Uh, I think I have my. I think you know. I think I have my answer already, just all, but that's just one game. Let me go look at the other one, just to make sure. Is actually, remember
0: a, when we do these, it's not always about the box scores.
1: Yeah, it's two candidates in my head. It could really it was, be either it was two one candidates for me as well. It's, it could be either one, but I'm gonna go Dwight Powell.
0: You would be correct, sir. The Mavs Outsiders Unsung Hero of the Week award is being awarded to Dwight Powell, and you're probably thinking, Damn, Reese, you just had a rant about Dwight Powell two days ago. <laughs> what's, what's going on? My rant about the White Power wasn't about the White Power. It was more so about y'all. So uh I am going to recognize the White Power for what he did this week. Uh, a lot of people talked about what Spencer did, what he said in his post game conference, saying, "Um, uh, my fuck, you just talking like we never questioned his character." But he was correct in saying the White Power was somebody who started for a Western Conference team. I'm at Western Conference Finals team, lost his job, rightfully so, lost his job. Stayed ready, stepped right up and produced for this team. He did it this week. He helped us immensely. Uh, The defense, I believe, was able to play the way that they're used to playing last year because of him being able to step up. And he started uh, the game against the Toronto Raptors. I don't think he started against the Jazz, right?
1: I think he, hold up. No, 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 no. I'm pretty sure he came off. No, he
0: didn't. He didn't start against the Jazz. Um, He started against the Toronto Raptors and he's played well. He's played well. Um, the runner-up was Josh Green. Uh, Was that the other candidate you were? Who was Christian
1: it? Wood was the other candidate I had? Ah, okay,
0: yeah. Christian What was third for me. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think Josh Green, if he continues to play like this, he's going to be in a lot of these Mavs outsiders, unsung hero award conversations. But today, this week, the award goes to Dwight Powell. uh, and yeah, congratulations to Dwight Powell. That's three different winners, three weeks in a row. And ironically, they're all the three guys that were in the running for this week's award. So no, I
1: like it. I uh I think Dwight Powell earned that this week. Yeah. It, this is the that's the nature of the idea behind this is a guy who steps up when you mm-hmm. need him, who wasn't necessarily expected to do the things that they did. So uh yeah, Dwight Powell after looking at as soon as i pulled out the first i was always like, yeah dwight powell so uh, i think that was a, a pretty obvious choice so it's gonna be interesting to track this as the the year goes along because yeah. i do sense some shuffling in the lineups and rotations down the line but uh this, this should be a fun year for that award
0: all right so there is someone i'm surprised i didn't give it to yet spencer
1: yeah that he was another one that crossed my mind temporarily but can't the Dwight Powell week, was. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, I couldn't overlook that. I couldn't overlook it. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie's has mainly been numbers, and that's okay, but the white pile's impact because this week was was different. So, uh, shout out to the white Powell. but with that being said, I'm gonna kick it to Weatherman Bibbs for the forecast for the upcoming week. What we got on the horizon.
2: Hi, race. Oh, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. It's a beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Would you be mine? Let's get into that weather forecast. Uh, Starting off the week on Monday, we've got the Brooklyn Nets coming into town. Short one Kyrie Irving, a five percenter. Don't you remember? You can't come into this town, my brother. Uh, Kyrie Irving no, is going to be gone, but the the Nets have been rolling in his absence. Uh, they their last two opponents they held under hundred points while getting the buckets. Uh, Kevin Durant still showing that he's got it, even though he's on the back end of that old prime. There, uh, can is Kevin Durant alone enough to to overcome the firepower of? Of the Dallas Mavericks. We'll have to see. Uh, Moving forward in the week, we're going to Orlando, probably not stopping by Disney World, though. We're going to see the Orlando Magic Bowl Bowl. The Revolution will be televised. Because that man has stepped into his role as a, a, a looking like a, a very serviceable. He's only 22, if I'm not mistaken. People for people wrote him off. People said he was done. He said the, the rumors of my death were greatly exaggerated. Uh, I think he was 10 for 11 the other night. That boy is balling. Paulo Bantero. he's also been, been hooping out there. I think he had a 30-piece the other night as well. Uh you know, Jamal Mosley, uh, I hope he gets to see it through. But these boys right now, they're playing good basketball. If they ever get a point guard on that roster, uh, they may make a run later in the year. Moving forward, we're going to go up the East Coast. They're going to drive right past me or fly over me, whichever one of their two. Cho- they're probably going to have to fly. I don't know why I said drive. Uh, you know, anyway, anyway, moving forward, they're going to Washington Wizards. They're going to see a guy they know. Christophs Porzingis, he's got a beard now, bearded Zingis. I don't know if he's trying to hide his identity or what. Bradley Bill has caught the Bill flu. Not calling it COVID anymore. It's the Beal flu now because he's gotten that motherfucker like 15 times. Uh, Bradley Bill may not be in the building. Uh, see what I did there? Uh, but Christoph's Porzingis will try to carry that struggling ship down with him. Re- Reese, will you be in the building
0: for that one? I will not remember. We talked about this earlier. I'll be saying Black Panther Wakanda Wakanda forever.
2: Hopefully they don't do that too many times. Uh, I almost made a terrible joke. hope they don't do that too many times. I, I know it got pretty old pretty fast last time. I, I hope the, you know what? I'm, are you going to do that? The rest of the we're just going to keep it moving. Uh, the Washington Wizards without Bradley Beal should not be a threat. Let's keep it moving. Finally, it is a four-game week, Reese. Four games again. We went from four to two to four. (laughs) Almost transformed there. Uh, (laughs) That shit scared me. (laughs) Getting back to Dallas, we're going to face the Portland Trail Blazers, and they've been blazing a trail through the league. They're the only team to beat the Phoenix Suns. They beat them twice. No Dane. No problem. No Anthony Simons even. No problem. Although the Suns did whoop their asses the third time they played him, it's hard to beat a good team three times. With that said, the Portland Trailblazers are a team to watch out for. Watch out for uh uh uh, Eubanks. He might try to get into some drama with Luka. That's what he does. He's a goon. He does what goons do. They have a lot of young guys that are flying around dunking balls. Be nice to see one of our young guys get an opportunity to. Uh, the Portland Trail Blazers play a lot of defense. They fly around. They shoot threes. They're athletic. They're young. That's again. We thought we'd have a problem with the the the, the Toronto Raptors because of that. We'll see if the Blazers are the team to test that. Reese, back to you.
0: Uh, thank you, Bibbs, for that for that lengthy uh, weekly forecast. The full game slate. Um, I guess I'm, I got to ask. Uh, how you feel about this upcoming week i have a I have a projected record in mind. Just wonder if we're on the same page
1: off the dome I'm, I gotta say three and one
0: same I think um, we know which game is probably gonna be the l which one do you think it is portland
1: that's that's the one I'm concerned about dame I think could be bad for that I think so too. Simons potentially as well, so if they're at full strength. They should be an interesting opponent. Um, I know we played Toronto without Van Vliet. I would assume that that was a factor in their performance. Absolutely. Uh, so if the, the Blazers have Dame and or Anthony Simons, that's going to make a big difference in in their ability. Again, they were rolling. They have a system that works without those two. But if they have those two, it becomes a completely different ball game. Dame seems to have transitioned mentally to more of a leader um not just a bucket i mean I, when, when i say leader i mean he's deferring more i should say how about
0: to say he's always been a leader
1: yeah i mean he's deferring more like he's not feeling the pressure to score all of the points all of the yeah. time and he's still scoring a lot of points but he's being a lot he's being able to be a lot more selective because they have a lot more guys that can score to put it plain
0: yeah i agree um that's the game I'm most concerned about. I'm not concerned about the Nets at all. Um, they held the. They beat the shit out of the Washington Wizards, which is cool. But that last game, it was the Charlotte Hornets. It's like, come on, man! Like, I, I'm not worried. Did they the Wizards played. have Bill? I don't think they did. Let me check. Um, have. I don't think they had Bill. They they did. They did have Bill. He played 30 minutes. Um, But, yeah, like this team plays no fucking defense. Uh, They're going to be short Kyrie, and I think they're going to be short Ben Simmons as well. So, yeah, uh, I'm not concerned. KD isn't going to beat us on his own. Uh, We beat this team when they had Kyrie and Ben Simmons. Uh, So, yeah, uh, as long as we come out and not fuck around with them, Uh, There should be not an easy dub, but I'm not concerned. Uh, Not concerned about the Orlando Magic. Uh, Actually, uh, it could get iffy. Uh, We saw how it went last game. Uh, We just got to come out. We can't come out with with the defense being pussy to to be, for lack of a better term. Like, (laughs) you got to come out. Come out the gate right away with the defense, set the tone, and we should be fine. Uh, the Washington Wizards, you, thats that could be a trap game because you think, ah, oh, they ain't got Bill, but Porzingis might be like, fuck that, I'm turning up on these motherfuckers. And it's
1: on the road. I think that's Yeah. That's that's and yeah. it's on the second night of a back to back.
0: That's facts. That's true. So, yeah, that could definitely be a trap game. But uh, three and one, uh, two and two, I'll accept, but anything lower than that, I will not.
1: I'm going to make a bold. This isn't a prediction. I would like to see Christian Wood start in the Wizards game. Why? I'm just trying to see something. I'm trying to see the Wood versus KP matchup. Mm. I don't know. uh, Chaos. If he doesn't start, I I want that to be a 30-minute game. I want that to be a game he has 30 minutes. Hmm. You want that chaos. I I need that. I need I need Jason Kidd to need that. By the way, that will be game 11. So as of that game, I'm on kids ass.
0: Yeah, we on his ass. You, you got your 10-game race period, brother. Now it's time to get serious.
1: Um yeah, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. We got to again, two more games of tinkering and benefit of the doubt after that. You said you were supposed to know what you need to know about then. We'll see. No excuses.
0: We will see. Well, uh, unless you have, do you have any
1: closing remarks? Um, I think you, the, the opening segment you did was your tweet to talk, right? Yep. Uh, I had something, but I can save it for next week. It's not, It's no rush on it. Okay. All right.
0: Well, uh. Anything you got coming up on the podcast this week?
1: Nothing. Well, I'm not even going to say it. I hope to put out an episode this week, but I don't have a particular movie that I'm going to review. Well, we're supposed to be doing Black Panther this weekend. Um, that that should be out, I would imagine, by Sunday. Yeah. So be, be, on, be on the lookout for that. It's going to be uh, Reese recent I, as of now, that we're recording that early Saturday. So, um yeah, we should be that that's that's the next thing I can guarantee. There might be something in the interim, but no no promises on that.
0: All right. Uh nothing to plug for me except the usual. Mind the Reese podcast uh usually hits on Thursdays, uh sometime Fridays, but look forward Thursday morning, Thursday afternoon. Um yeah. Uh with that being said, I think we're gonna get up out of here. Best of luck to my fantasy team this week. Hopefully, I can finally get a fucking W. Um, but we will holler at y'all Monday for the post game recap. Peace, peace.